and this is how we started. We're celebrating life. For life, when there is life, there is hope. We're able to invest, invest in every aspect of the space that God has given to us in prayers, supplications, in helping one another, in bonding with our families, in appreciating our neighbors. That is what God has called us for, preaching the gospel, reaching out to the poor, the needy. That is what God has called us for, because he has plans for us. Uh, the Bible says that he has plans for us in so many ways. If God has kept you alive, kept me alive, he has plans for you in the name of Jesus. This morning we're going to be talking about standing in his promises, standing in God's promises, standing in God's promises. We know there's a song that we used to sing, I think we all know it. It says, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing in the promises of God, Amen. Now, the verses of that little song, the hymn that I love so well, um, one of the one of the stanzas it says, "Standing in the promises." of Christ, my King. And I love it how he personalizes Christ. He says, through ages, let his praises ring. He says, glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing in the promises of God. There are two verses in this song. It says that the Lord cannot fail. It is not his it is not his pattern in it is not his pedigree. He has no pedigree to fail. He says in another stanza of the same song, he says that the Lord cannot fall. He says the Lord cannot fall. And the Bible teaches us in Hebrews chapter sixteen, sorry, to Hebrews chapter six, verse eighteen, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. It is impossible that God would ever lie. So the promise itself, we know what promise is. You know, it's an announcement of um, an intention. It's an announcement of something to be done. And then we all have made promises to our children. Uh, we have made promises to people. We have made promises sometimes we cannot keep. We just have to make it, not necessarily because we want to intentionally fail to, to dispense in those promises. But the truth is, uh, we are of a fallen body, and we, we are fallible, we can, we can fail. We can make promises in the morning, and time passes. We can forget. We can sleep over it. We can, we, because of the preponderance of our, our duty as man, might not be able to meet up. Oh, we as humans, we lack the capacity to be able to deliver in our promises. But God is sovereign. God does not lie. He is not in the business of being not on time. And when God made promises to Abraham, 
And since there was no other greater than than him to swear, he swore by himself because you know he had no he had no other to look up to. He was the one to be to look up to into himself, and and and, and that would uh, that would make me read this scripture to us, for that is the the the, the um. Uh, the main scripture for this for this little piece that I'm going to share with us this morning in Hebrews chapter 6 and verses, uh, I want to read from verses 13 to 16. It says, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no other greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you Amen. and I will give you many descendants. That's a promise, huge promise. Yeah. And this morning, I'm coming out to swear, I'm to, um, you know, to, to repeat the words of God. I am saying to you, my sister, my brother, I am saying, I will surely, God says, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants in the name of Jesus. Amen. I thought someone would say, Amen. She says, many descendants. I, I, I can imagine, maybe you are scared to say, Amen. You don't want to have more children. But no, you know, uh, God is telling you that you are going to have more spiritual children. Amen. You are going to duplicate your your company of prayer group members. Amen. You are going to you are going to be known all over the world for extending Amen. and extending and extending the Amen. wishes of God. That are your, those are your descendants because we will as, as I speak on we will come to see how that God used a certain group of people to be a blessing. To the rest of the world. Now in verse 15, he says, And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. After waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. Mm. People swear by something greater, someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and put an end to all the arguments. Because now you have received what you had planned for, prayed for. So because God wanted to make the unchangeable nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. So he confirmed it with an oath. He confirmed with it an oath. But please listen carefully to verse 18. He says, God did this so that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for him to lie, for God to lie. We who have fled to that, to take hold of the hope set before us, may be greatly encouraged. And I'm encouraging you this morning that you will be greatly encouraged because you have waited patiently and you are still waiting patiently for the hope that the, our God has called you from darkness into his marvelous light. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want us to pray this morning. Before we go on. Let us pray and thank God. For the ability to wait upon the hope. God has given us. He says we do not want you to be. To become um, despondent. We do not want you to be lazy. But to imitate those who. Through faith. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Through faith and patience. Inherit what has been promised. God has promised you life. God has promised you righteousness. 
God has promised you the coming of Jesus Christ. He has promised you salvation. He has promised you justification. I want us to lift up our voices this morning. Father, I thank you for your promises. Father, I thank you for being worthy to receive your promise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please, let's turn into prayer. The worthiness to receive God's promises. Lord, I want to thank you for being worthy to receive your promises. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the promises that you've made. Thank you for making me worthy to receive your promises. In the name of Jesus. Lord, it is only you that can give. I look up to you. You do not look up to any other. And that is why you swore unto yourself to make it possible that I receive through faith and patience. Lord, I'm thanking you this morning because the grace of God to be able to wait in hope is upon me this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, in Joshua chapter 21 and verse, uh, 40, verse 44 and 45, and it says that, and the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their fathers. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord delivered them from all their enemies. The Lord delivered them from all their enemies. Now, we will begin to see how that this same God that made a promise, and he kept his promise, verse 45, not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel had failed. Everything, absolutely everything came to pass. Everything came to pass. God promised one person. So why would you and I not be that one person that God has picked in my family to bless our our, our, um, our, our um, those that are coming behind us, to bless those that are still existing, to begin to key into the plan and purpose of God. And then, unashamedly, that God, you know, these days people say, our ancestors, our ancestors. What did you gain from your ancestors? Apart from your language, maybe your culture? Because sometimes when we pray, to destroy, to kill our ancestors. Sometimes we had some good ones. Yeah. Sometimes we had some bad ones who believed in their groves and their um, uh, and their um, you know um, necromancing and putting their hands into all kinds of things. But why wouldn't you prepare yourself to be an ancestor to some people that are coming in the next one hundred years? If God tarries, that you're able to say, "My grandfather was a God-fearing person. I want to stand." I'm here proudly saying that I received this this attitude of my grandfathers in their own home. I remember one time someone was preaching and he was saying, the fellow was from the middle belt of Nigeria, and he was saying, where are the gods of the fathers of Gowan? And I didn't know that the president of, of Nigeria at that point was, um, was, was such, comes from a, such a Christian home that their fathers were missionaries Gowan, one of the first presidents of Nigeria, their fathers were, were missionaries in, in that area, the Middle Belt. The pastor was saying, where are they going to be Cornwall? He was mentioning some northerners, and I was shocked, and I, I thought they were all Muslims. But he says, no, that they were, you know, strong missionaries. Of, and that's why you could even see today, Gowan goes to church, and he preaches in churches. So his ancestors did something that he is able to say, he's not pouring libation to the gods of his ancestors that were heathen gods. But if he's 
stands to speak, he speaks because he's God. Or, 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 or he speaks um, um, with, with authority, knowing that his father and his forefather were missionaries. That is what I am calling us this morning to reenact, reenact ourselves towards. That God had made promises to the children of Israel. The promises he made to them, today we can see it. The kingdom that he promised us through Jesus Christ is manifesting himself. God opened his opened the eyes of the children of Israel to choose between life and death. He says they should choose one and live. If they chose the other, they will die. They will be annihilated. They will be destroyed. But he begged them practically, please choose life and live. Please choose righteousness and live. Do not do the things that the people around you are doing. And God is calling us, do not do the things that the people you see, how the, the, the fast life and the beneficial life or the life that brings them the kind of satisfaction. He says, do not do that but rather seek righteousness and, and live. The durability of something is what determines whether we are willing to stand or to fall. Uh, if we decide to take on something that is temporal, we will also receive the blessings of temporal of a temporal nature. Now, for instance, the integrity of our prayer would be how much have we been able to pray to receive that which God had promised us. The promises of God are yea and amen. The promises of God are true. The promises of God are of righteousness, sound righteousness. And, and after all different people trust in different in, they trust in different things. If you go to the West, some people trust in different things. They trust in the things that they see. They trust in the promises of man, a promise of man that is ephemeral and temporal. Man promises you, but the following day he's gone, he's dead. People file up for, for you know, salvation through man. Or the same man could have died even before you make your journey from your house to the man's house. The Bible says in Psalms 27, it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. My favorite scripture. It says, But we trust in the name of our Lord. We will trust in him permanently. Not today. And tomorrow we move on to other. The chariots, I think, used in this scripture, and the horses, you know how that they make noise. You have, you've seen uh, most times where we live, we have uh, people from the traveling community, they have their horses. When, it, uh, when, it, when, it, when they ride it around, you could hear some noise coming. You could hear that the chariots and horses are rattling. They, they raise up the dust. And I can imagine and that's how the comparison is made. So great, they're great in figure, but they are vain. They are vain in their strength. They could do other things by destroying the, you know, the environment around them, but they are clanging symbols. They only make noise. But we profess to the God that will heal and make alive. That is the kind of God that we, we trust in. Our trust is in that God. Now, one reason that we must stand in the promises is because of the nature of God. God promises can never fail. God promises can never fall. It is the nature of God that he, he promises, uh, his promises are trustworthy. You can take it to the bank, any bank. 
if God says it, it will make it, no matter how long it takes. <laughs> fast. And that is why I, it, it is important for us not to be discouraged. It is important for us to attach ourselves to, um, to the things of God. At work yesterday, uh, you know, I, I was shocked. Somebody, you know, who never speaks to me, just came and started talking with me. And, I, and, and immediately we started talking. I saw some some cordiality in the things of God. And, and we left our conversation off by saying, what a shame. Our brother, a Caucasian Irish brother, he says, what a shame. Uh, we, we all agreed that there is no more fear of God. People oh. have lost hope. People do not fear. There are three things that came off that discussion. People don't fear man. The young people don't fear man. The middle people, whatever. They don't fear man. They don't fear government. And they don't fear God. And we said, then who are you going to fear? Who are you going to reverence? These are the three most important things in life. People don't fear man. They don't fear government and they don't fear God. So what is the hope of man? But because we are here and we are able to be able to share this with ourselves, with our brothers, our sisters, our families, our friends, and those who would listen to us, that the existence of God is real and his promises are yea and amen. An attribute of God that he does not share with human beings is what is called immutability. Immutability. This attribute means that God is unchanging in his character. He is changing. He's unchanging in his will and his promises. Therefore, we can absolutely have confidence in the same God. Wherever you are seated, wherever you are kneeling, the confidence that you had in God yesterday, let it be rekindled every day. I am so appreciative, I keep saying, of this prayer group because no matter how tired, most of us are tired, but we will spend that time in the presence of God, the least that we can. Sometimes even at work, you just turn on because you just want to hear the word of God. There is somebody there, either, you know, um, a few of the names that I have seen, Sister Kamala, um, Brother and um, Sister Olu, you know, they are either praying, um, Sister Who, they are either praying or you, will, you can identify their voices because they want to keep the fire burning. Somebody has to keep the fire burning because there is this hope that we have that the promises of God are a and amen, they are existing and they will come to pass. The Bible says, like I have said before in Hebrews 6 18, God did this that, that, that's, um, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible, it is impossible for God to lie. God will not lie to you. Don't forget that God will not die on you. Never, never die on you. Your prophet will die on you. Your, your, your prayer group master will die on you. Your most prominent, prominent uncle who never lies to you, who tries by humanly effort to, 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 you know, to help you, he might die on you. The doctor that is on the operating room might lose his consciousness, but God never. He says, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us, may be greatly encouraged. That is why we will be encouraged, because that's the promises of God. That's why we can, without wavering or without hesitation, hold tight to God's word, because he is faithful. He is reliable in keeping all his promises. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it says, Let us unswervingly, 
In other words, it's staggering. To the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not human that he should lie. No, he is a human being that he should change his mind. He doesn't become blue in the morning and become black in the evening. He does, he, whatever he does, whatever he speaks, and then he, he must act on those things. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As long as the earth exists, the Bible says, take time and harvest. And the cold and the heat and the summers and the winter and day and night shall not cease. Those are the promises of God. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. Those are the promises of God. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6. He that soweth sparingly. Oh, uh, today um, the money didn't come well. So please, I can't do much more. Uh, okay. And, 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 and he will reap sparingly. Because he has negotiated himself away from the promises of God. And, and, and he which soweth generously. The Bible says, shall reap generously. Praise the Lord. What else can I talk about the, the, the prophetic promises of the Messiah? In fact, it's, it's, a, it's, a, ball, it's a different ball game entirely. The, pro, the prophetic promise of the Messiah, if you, if you look at the prophetic promise of Messiah, and you will begin to see how and when and of what occasion did God make a promise and he kept the duties of that promise one after the other, one after the other. God kept all the promises that he made concerning his children, Israel. I was, <clears throat> I was every time I look at that, that, that promise that God made, it gives me chills and, and, and bombs within me that God made a promise early, early on when he created man, he already made a promise about the Messiah, the anointed one. He made a promise, then he made to their fathers, that he made to their father. He began to make it come to pass during the time of David. The same promise that David looked like the kind of Jesus, it is the same promise he made to Jesus generations after. The same promise how that the Messiah would be the seed of a woman. He made the promise in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. Then he went on to make promises as a, of, of an offspring of Abraham. God made a promise and it came to pass. God made a promise with Moses to whom God would have sent away, you know, his ancestors to a, a foreign land. And exactly how it went. Moses was born. Moses was saved. Moses saved his people. Moses now, be, you know, the generation of that Moses came back to, you know, to be taken back to the land of promise. The same God, the same promise. And then we still have some people who do not believe in the Bible. God made promise in Micah chapter 5 that the, the, you know, there will be redemption and there, there will be a, born, a, a child born in Bethlehem of Judea. A promise that came to pass. In Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, it talked about a virgin who would give birth and it came to pass and people are still arguing and not believing. There is something wrong with us as humans. There is something wrong with us. He made a promise. The projectile of that promise reminded us 
that in Jerusalem there will be a donkey that will be used in Zacharias chapter 9 and verse 9 10 and it came to pass about the Messiah the Lord is wonderful he never lies when he, he didn't promise that everything will go on Kidori a huge amount of people went into the wilderness to escape annihilation and God saved them for 40 years the same group of people were sent behind them tons of military wares were sent against them by the forces of Egypt and God destroyed the same people in the wilderness the same God that can kill and make alive he said he was going to kill all the elders of Israel in those days and he, he, he now saved some and made them get into the promised land and we're still not scared of that same God we have to really look back at how God has moved with us how did you come to Ireland how did you come to the UK how did you come to you know grow from one strength to the, to the other strength some came and made their journeys with just themselves and they met their husbands on the way and they have today they have three children four children some are still praying that journey is still going on and the lord is going to do it for them in the name of jesus and so i am encouraging us brothers and sisters we must trust in this god when he makes promises he keeps his promise before we pray i want us to know that this god he never lies he will never die on he will never <coughs> He will, he will never make a promise in the morning. By the evening, he changes. He is constant. He will continue to be constant in your life. In Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. No matter how the situation looks in your life, in your marriage, in your circumstance, in your work situation, even in your relationship with your family members, God has made a promise. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. I want us to pray. Let's take a few prayer points before we go. Um, we shall pray that, we shall thank God for giving us this relationship of hope with him. That this hope, it shall not end here. That we shall be with him. That we shall not miss, we shall not miss any, any portion of this hope. I will be with him in the heaven in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to turn. But I thank you for this relationship. Thank you for the hope that this relationship will not end. Father, I and my family, those who are here, shall come with you when you come in the mighty name of Jesus. In the most wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I bless your name because you love me, you love my wife, you love my children, you love my brothers and sisters, and your life shall not end here. That which they have you have started in them, you completed in their mother. I thank you because you love us. Because you care for your children. Because the name of the Lord is strong tower in the light, and it shall not end in the name. Bless you and we worship in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Just Father, thank you for working out all things for my good.
All things, all things for my good. All those who love you, you have worked out all things. Father, thank you for working out all things for my good. All things. Ones that are bad, good. Ones that are looking not too good or not too bad. Thank you because you worked it out for my good. Thank you because you worked it out for my good. No matter how I feel, I know that you're working it best for me. No matter how much I no matter how many people, I know you are working out. Thank you, sovereignty. You are serving God. You see all things from the beginning to the end. You have not been on lack of things. You see all things from the beginning to the end. Lord, I thank you because all the things are working for my good. In the name of Jesus, everything is working for my good. In the most wonderful name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now, we want to thank God for His unwavering grace. The Lord is not uh, an ephemeral God. He's not a God that is staggering in his decision making, according to where we've read in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. The Bible says, in which it is impossible for God to lie, unwavering grace to trust in, in, in all things, no matter how small they are, that's thank God for the unwavering grace. We trust in God. Unwavering grace to trust in Jesus. Unwavering grace to trust in Jesus. not lie to God. Trust in you. Not a temporary relationship. You alone will not die of us. You will not fight for us. In the most wonderful name of Jesus, Lord, will not fight for you. The Lord will not say one thing to me and another to me. It's constant. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this grace. Trust in you. The grace to trust in you. Thank you for Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, that we trust in you. Thank you for the grace to receive. Thank you, Father. Sometimes we listen and we do not do what you ask us to do. We apologize, Lord, have mercy. We trust in you. Let our trust be increased. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, according to James chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask of him, ask of God, to God that himself he gives generously to all without finding fault. But we need to ask, and it will be given unto us. We shall say, Father, please have for me of your divine wisdom to navigate through these rigors. There's so much rigors in life for the rest of my life. Lord, 
is afford me the wisdom, divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. To navigate through the rigors of life in the name of Jesus. Lord, please give me the wisdom, the understanding. Get to the rigors of life in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give me understanding. Give me the Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. So 